When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number 10, Ange Gebert. Number 9, Caroline Garcia. Number 8, Maria Sakkari. Number 7, Marketa Vondrusheva. Number 6, Elena Svitolina. Number 5, Jessica Pagula. Number 4, Coco Goff. Number 3, Arena Sabalenka. Number 2, Elena Rabakina. And number 1, Iga Svantec. G'day, everyone, and uh, welcome to WTA Weekly Australian Open Preview. Um, and we are live here with uh, my good friend, Mr. Andre Rollenberg. Andre, how are you doing? It's great to be doing this again. After reviewing a match last time, we're now going to be looking ahead to exciting things in Australia. The classic two uh, contents and tennis, right? Review, preview. <laughs> so... It's a it's a pleasure to be here. I'm doing really really great. And uh, the Australian Open is uh, it's my favorite Grand Slam of the year. Every year I say that, and every year around Roland Garros and Wimbledon, I change my mind. But <laughs> it's a is it's it's really lovely to be here. And uh, yeah, the, the WTA is in a great position. It's extremely exciting, even with so much uh, dominance and like so many great results. It's still probably the toughest tour to pick a winner from. So exciting times okay that should be that's an interesting uh thing to say toughest tour to pick a winner from because i think the status we are in now is i think it's very hard to imagine well it's possible um i think it would be a surprise if the champion came from outside the top four seats would you say that i would say so but i think that even between these four top seeds it's there can be surprises you know it's not like um i'd say that the top four seeds are more, much more closer in how they 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 play against each other and they um their their matches even though it's like stabilizing right now with like uh, igish and uh, rabakina and sabalenka especially at the top and um i think it it and uh, obviously Coco Goff, um, it's still sort of, you can kind of expect them to be in a battle. And uh, I think uh, instead of like, say, for example, a top four, Novak Djokovic is king of Australia. It is still very hard to pick anybody uh, like other than Djokovic, whereas for the WTA, 
is it still a little bit of a, hmm, I'm not super 100% sure that Iga Shiontek is the massive, absolutely, is Iga Shiontek against the field or is the top three against uh, the top two, three, four against um, Shiontek. So yeah, I, I do feel like it would be a surprise to be at one against those four. Once you get to those four, who's the winner? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I would agree with that situation. And you're right. Like, it's not necessarily a safe, um, like a slam dunk, which uh, which of these is going to be. And how, it, like, I think any matches between any of the four of them could go in a number of different ways. Um, you know, I still think there's room for Coco to turn around the um, the battle against Eager. There's room for Sabalenka to avenge the beatdown from uh, Brisbane, the Brisbane beatdown with the. Uh, Elena Rabakina. Um, there's room for Igor Sviontek to uh, come back and get a win against Rabakina that she she probably really, really wants. Um, and obviously, Sabalenka Sviontek literally goes a different way every time they play, more or less. I think they seem to swap wins all the time. Um, they usually take it in turns when they're going up against each other. So um, it should be good. I think we're going to be spending um, a lot of this stream like going through the draw. Um, so I guess before we start really going to, um, I think before we start going, like doing predictions, like how the draw is going to go and like towards the back end of it, I think we'll save that for sort of nearer the end. We'll start at the beginning. Um, at the very start of the show, you saw the shortened version of my power ranking, which I made pre-draw. Um, do you have any thoughts or reactions to my top 10? ahead of the Australian Open? Um, I don't think... I think it's a, it's a pretty pretty good uh, top 10. I think Shriantek is your uh, top power ranking, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's still so hard for me to... Um, even though, like, obviously Shriantek is Shriantek and she's been playing extremely well uh, as of lately, somehow even raising the bar um, every time, every season... Um, but it is a Grand Slam that she's never won. It's a Grand Slam, probably the one. Um, well, I guess like Wimbledon is is the one that she's had the least bigger results and whatnot. But it does feel like she, it's a it's a fast court as well in Australia. It does feel like she would have like some trouble uh, historically in this Slam as well. Um, definitely getting better. But I don't know. I feel like if if Here's what I'm gonna say, and I think we've talked about that, like um, in one of the live streams uh, for uh, one of the matches. I think when Coco Golf was playing Lena's Vitalina, uh, I believe that I said uh, Rubakina for me is like not as consistent for me to um, to 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 say that I know exactly what's gonna happen uh, with her every time. But I feel like if Rubakina can find like the level of consistency, uh, which saw her definitely like beat the crap out of uh, Sabalenka in that final. 6-love, six 6-3 six was a really brutal score. I would not be afraid of putting her on top of my power rankings, but I think overall, um, it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good picks. Yeah. Rabakina went to the top of Miles's list, and to mm. be fair, um, it was a real coin flip at the time between Rabakina and Shviantek. Um Actually, sort of since the power ranking, I've become more confident in it, especially with sort of um, I'm not entirely sure whether Rebecca playing Adelaide was the smart was the smartest move. I think it might have killed a little bit of her momentum. Hmm. Um, but I agree with you that if Rebecca 
pulls the consistency together and she pull, and this level that she showed in Brisbane is going to be the norm. Yes, she's scary and I don't think anyone's stopping her. Mm-hmm. Even Sviantec. But or it's going to be a cracking three set battle if they play each other in the semis. Yeah. Um which I am more than happy to see. Um speaking of cracking battles, um let's start at the beginning of the draw. Let's start about the things that we know for sure about before we start speculating. All right. Um I put out a tweet earlier today, which basically I said that I am probably interested in 27 out of the 64 first round matches, although there are probably some uh, highlights to be shown from. But what first round matches stand out for you either as sort of must watch or I'm definitely checking the score to see if that gets interesting? Um, I definitely saw Rybakina Pliskova as an interesting one. Um I don't think I was aware that Pliskova wasn't going to be a seeded player for some reason. I kind of forgot what her rank he was, but um, yeah, she's a big server. It's it's tough when she's she's on. I still think that Rebecca should come out of this like with um, relatively untroubled, um, but it, it it is a tough first round. Um, the one that is very interesting, um, obviously, you have like the the one right up top, like Collins. Um, what is, oh my gosh, uh, Collins, Collins Kerber. Kerber. Yeah, that's a very like, wow, that is an interesting, I, yeah. I do not know which way that's going to go, really. No, yeah, that's weird. And the one that I definitely don't think is going to be that enthralling, like it's not going to be like a big thriller of a match, but it's still interesting to check out is Canon Fiontech. I think mm-hmm. it's still going to be a relatively easy straight setter to Fiontech, but um, I do want to see like what, Kennen is going to be able to come up with and like maybe we're going to be very surprised about her level or or not i mean there is this there is a, a chance that this could be an interesting match um so yeah yeah i i think Kennen will make things tricky for Sviantec. i think people forget that first set they played in that Roland garros final Kennen came back at Sviantec and actually made it quite tight towards the end before Sviantec edged it out um kind of turned on um turned it up a gear um, to finish it off and then pulled away, mm-hmm. um, helped a little bit by Kenin being a baby bit injured, but um, Sviantec was by that point and very much in control and doing what she does and just being a perfect front runner. Um, but the, yeah, there was a like Sviantec went three love up, Kenin paid back to three all, it exchanged a couple of games, then Sviantec broke, served it out. Um, so I think if it was a healthy Kenin, I think Kenin's um, got the, the guts to make Shvantec's life difficult for a set. Uh, but I'm kind of with you. I think I think it's pretty, especially when Shvantec now um, probably does have an edge over Kenin, um, especially is, I, I think someone did point this out to me on Twitter earlier is that um, Kenin hasn't had great starts the season. She's lost last few matches. Um, so, but we'll have to see. She's a bit patchy, but I'm expecting it to be an intriguing first set. I'm hoping it for it to be anyway. Um, I think Kenin bringing it will make it uh, an interesting watch. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, obviously, I don't know if you have any, any other things to say, but I have a um, number 10 seed, Biahad Admaya versus Linda Fruvertova and uh, Karlin Garcia versus Naomi Osaka. Probably two um, high profile matches uh, in different ways. So yeah, yeah. it's going to be cool to see. Yeah, for sure. I think I was, I was surprised you didn't say Garcia or Osaka to start with. That is probably going to be, I mean, okay. 
Rebecca and Plushkova, we're expecting Rebecca to win, but it's going to be a wonderful exhibition of big surfing, flat hitting. Yeah. Um, uh, Garcia Osaka, I have no idea which way this is going to go <laughs> because you've got Osaka who's a little bit rusty versus Garcia who seems to have got her mojo back for his leaking sets. I don't, yeah, that one could literally go away, especially after we saw what happened with Osaka Plushkova in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that. That one, I think, is worth marking down as must-watch tennis. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's... From what I uh, I saw from Osaka, especially against the Pliskova match, was that she felt a little rusty, especially on the serve and defense, which is normal. I feel like it's for so long that she's been out. Those are, from what I've observed, like probably the two most important things like for example when Federer came back on tour as well those are the things that I was probably struggling the most to get less to break serve um and to you know just play overall just defensively and obviously Osaka is much younger than Federer was at his uh, his uh, return um but at the same time I feel like yeah it, it will depend a bit on like if Garcia can put her serving performance um, up to the level that she needs to, I think that's the way that she can cause the most trouble to uh, Osaka. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's right. And um, yeah, Garcia on that return is, if she's if it's on, that's going to, yeah, that's going to turn it into a rally and we'll have to see where it goes yeah. um, from there. And maybe with Garcia being a little bit, well, not being rusty versus Osaka being rusty, that, that might benefit her. On the other hand, if Osaka comes out bringing it and Garcia's level drops, it's going to go with Osaka by the end. Um, Peter's thinking, is that you suggesting that um, Rebecca is going to lose at some point? You don't think she's going to make the se- you, She might not make the semis. Um, that's an interesting thought. Um, talk to me about Fravitova Haddad Meyer. What's made you pick that one out as a... Uh, as a match to watch, because I'm thinking, like, yeah, Fravitov has got the power maybe to push Haddad Meyer back, but if Fravitov is not firing, I could see Haddad Meyer really grinding her down yeah. and it being fairly straightforward, but I can see the potential. Yeah, I think it's just really that, like, the potential of Fravitova is a very young player, I think, in a sense, up and coming. And just it's going to be interesting to, to see, like, her against the top player. Um, right, right up there in the stage. She's probably not gonna get like a huge stadium, like maybe like second or third um, show courts. But like, um, in I feel like it's gonna be. Uh, I think it could be interesting. Like, um, which version of Haddad Maya comes in as well? Like, is it gonna be the the grinding version, or is it gonna be the super big forehand and big serve version? Like, I don't even know. I feel like it's just because I, in terms of defensiveness, um, if big aggressive players come up against like defensive players on fast courts it could be a bit troublesome uh, but i do believe in Haddad Maya's potential but i think it's especially i do believe that Haddad Maya is going to come in come in through as the winner of that match but i think is a is a good match to watch at least for like future reference in terms of like where is Pravitova going to go through uh, in um, in her in the rest of the season and her career i think it could be a match that we look back on i suppose there's a few matches like that because there's a fair few teenagers in the in the draw. Uh, you've got Brenda Fravitova, who's playing Anna Bogdan. She's got an opportunity to win a Grand Slam main draw match at the age of 16. You've obviously got Miran Draver, but she's kind of a proven quantity at this point in some ways. Playing Bernarda Pera, she's actually the favourite in that match, I would think. Um, uh, you've got um, Sarah Bayek, 
um, 17-year-old playing um, Leila Fernandez in round one. Uh, I'm Obviously, I'm going to be watching that because I like Fernandez. Um, obviously, you're Canadian, so or you're in Canada, so obviously we're going to be rooting for Fernandez on your side as well. But um, I'm interested to see what um, Bayek brings to that one. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know what's Fernandez's best result in Australia. I'm not sure she went like too far. Uh, maybe she's a third round at best. What? Yeah, she's never made. She's never made the second week. Definitely not. But um, she is seated. She is, in fact, the 32nd seed, uh, third, no, seed number 32 in the draw, which is just right by the skin of her teeth. <laughs> she just made it. Um, but it's it, it it's going to be interesting for for her to try to build some momentum over there. Like it's it's a qualify a qualifier player. Fernandez is is good in terms of um, you know uh, managing pressure. Uh, she's experienced on the big stage, even though she's very young. I think she's about 20, 21 right now. Um, and she's a grinder as well. Like she doesn't really give up on her matches. So it, it could, it could be the difference. Like if, if she does, if, um, by comes in hot and starts like hitting hard. And I think she, she would need to really keep her foot on the, the accelerator all the time on the gas all the time for, for this match to go her way. Or yeah. find a, a way to make Fernandez's play extremely uncomfortable, um, which would be with a lot of slices and a lot of variety. So, because Fernandez is a player that doesn't always generate power off of her own, but like necessarily m mostly feeds of her opponent's power, even though she's an aggressive player. Uh, so, if you just kind of feed her just like junk junk shots, I feel like it could it could be really um, it could be something bad for her, but. I believe in Fernandez as well. I believe that her experience is going to make her come through in the end. Yeah, I think I'd back Fernandez's experience. And she's building a lot of confidence. You know, she ended the year really, really strongly um, with obviously titles in in Asia, which are fast courts as well. Um, and obviously winning BJK Cup with Canada, um, which was a fantastic moment. Um, and obviously highlight for us on the channel. Um a couple of other, I just want to, before we wrap up on this bit, there's a few other first round matches that I've identified as potentially being interesting. Um, obviously, first night match on Margaret Court Arena is um, Magdalene versus Caroline Wozniacki, which I think probably is going to be potentially quite messy. But um, I think I, I, I think that could be an intriguing matchup um, mm -hmm. to watch. Um, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it. Um so the other kind of blockbuster opening rounds that I'm looking at, um, Ludmilla Samsonova against Amanda Anismova. That's a big hitting battle. Yeah. That's happening kind of midway through day one on Sunday. Um, like 4 a.m. my time, uh, probably like 3 p.m. Australian time. Uh, but yeah, Samsonova and um, if they're both bringing it, they... Um, that's going to be quite fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Even Samson of seems a bit out of sorts, that even upset alert for a seed there. Yeah. I mean, Anisimova has a really big game. Like if she's feeling confident, it's really good. Um, again, I do feel like Samsonova has a bit of more of like that grinding mentality. She's like a, a bit of a never, a bit more of a never say die. I think Anisimova can get a little bit too, um, you know, down on herself on court if things aren't going her way. So if 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 that's not the case for her, if uh, if she can control her um, 
you know, her emotions on, on court and just her mentality. I do think that it's a match with potential. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, even though Anisimova isn't unseated, I think she took a little bit of a break as well last year or the year prior. Um, but, yeah, she's she's been a top 20 player, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, it's... It's a it's a tough one. Like it's, I would even argue that like uh, ceiling wise, Anisimova's ceiling might be higher. So, um, yeah. and we should, we saw how high a ceiling could be when she was seventeen. She got that French Open semi, exactly, which yeah. is still a highlight of her career. Crazily enough, um, the only other match I thought is probably going to be worth a watch because both players um, showing a bit of promise, um, sort of during last year. Um, obviously, one of them on the comeback trail just got into the top 50 again. And Astasia Pavlyuchenkova is taking on Donna Vekic, um, which I think that could be a very fun match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those types of matches that like the people who follow tennis and are really big fans are going to be excited to watch. But you, you know that the winner is not going to come out of that. <laughs> so it's yeah. like... Unless unless something really big happens to especially uh, Pavlyuchenko, I would say, because she's been the Grand Slam finalist a couple of times, but I think it's past the time for this to happen at this point. Um, it's, it's it's definitely going to be a, a big battle. It's going to be one of the one of the ones that if you are in Australia, you should be heading to that court and watch that match. Mm-hmm. Okay, and speaking of, you know, we're talking about you know, the the winner's not going to come from there. Um, Let's talk about the sections that maybe the the winner might be coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I think we should do, I'd like to do, is let's take the four top seeds and just have a look at their uh, potential progress to the semi-finals before we look at the, the title mm-hmm. um, and how likely we think we're get, they're going to get there. So um, let's start with probably the headline when the draw came out, at least in my world, but I think for a lot of other people as well. Um Iga Svantec's draw. What the heck was that? <laughs> um, she's potentially going to have to play. Oh gosh, she's going to have to. She's got Ken in round one. Either Collins or Kerber in round two. Round three, she might get a little bit of net respite, but even so, like that's either that's most likely Linda Noshkova or Marie Bushkova. I'm leaning mm-hmm. towards Noshkova. Um, that's going to be a big hitter on a fast surface. She's not going to like that. Then she's got Svitolina, who's in form and probably the only player outside the top four or five who has something who can, um, who has uh, a, um, who has form close to how the top five are performing. Um, then you've got a quarterfinal with either, well, if you go by seeding, it's Von Drusheva might be unlikely that it's more likely to be Azarenka or even the dreaded Yelena Ostapenko. Yeah. So, yeah, tough, tough draw on paper for Iga Svantec. Yeah. I I definitely think that the player that Svantec is really trying not to think about right now is Ostapenko. Because, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's the one that she's never beaten, I believe, which is insane but um i believe their head to head is is zero to shiontek i don't know for nil yeah it's it's a crazy head to head and there's no way um at least somebody in the team is thinking about the coach 
maybe they're not talking about it with Spiontech, but they're definitely thinking about it because if it worse comes to worse, they definitely have to figure something out. Um, but um, yeah, I feel like everybody else is 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 somebody that Spiontech can beat. Um, mm -hmm. She would probably, I would say that she will likely play Collins in the second round. Um, should she get through uh, Sophia Cannon, um, which is also a big hard hitter, but I think that um, at the current level right now, I, I just think that Shvantec is just too much for a lot of players right now, especially if they have been not at their best lately. If they're not carrying a lot of momentum, I think it's going to be very hard unless they come in really inspired against against Shvantec. So I I would tend to not be um, too scared about uh, Shvantec's future. Uh, I would I would put my bet on her up until the fact uh, up until she faces at least Ostapenko. If she faces somebody else, if she, she faces Von Drusova, I think her way to, you know, going further is going to be even better. But I do think that Iga gets to the quarterfinals. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's possible. Too. I don't, do you not think Svitolina is a potential threat? I think Svitolina is, is a good oh. player. Um, she she did, I believe, who will be... Um, did Svitolina beat uh, Svantec in uh, Wimbledon last yes, year? Svitolina beat Svantec at Wimbledon. Exactly, right. Um, I do feel like Svantec is just playing really well right now. Um, she's running a lot of momentum, uh, especially from last year as well. She plays well on hard courts. Um, so I do think that she's she's just got more power like, than, than Svitolina. I think in terms of like defensive, defensively, she can match Svitolina. I think Svitolina is really going to have to come in um playing a really really good match um to to beat Sviantek. I I just don't see it happening. I think it's good it could be a threat, it could be a big match, could be a three setter, but I do think that Sviantek is 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 the big favorite on that one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I like the optimism. I, I would agree. Like normally I would back Svitolina against Svitolina. I just think Svitolina is playing that one. She's got that whenever Svitolina on a fast surface, she is a threat. Uh but I would agree with like pretty much most matches eager plays outside the top four and ostapenko um she is the favorite in um speaking of ostapenko how do you rate her chances of getting to a quarterfinal she's had a decent last couple of weeks she's quarterfinal in brisbane narrowly lost to azarenka um and she's currently in the final in Adelaide, which is happening in a few hours. Um, she'll be playing Kasakina. Um Yeah, do you... Uh, yeah, but it's Yelena Rostopenko, mm -hmm. and the dip after the peak can come quite quick. So, yeah, how confident are you that we're that it's going to be Ostapenko in the quarterfinals playing Iga Svantec or, as some people are suggesting, Sophia Kennan or... Um, Elena Svitolina. I mean, you, you gotta take it one one day at a time with Ostapenko. You have no idea who's gonna come on court when it's Ostapenko playing. Um, yeah, man, I think that I see Azarenka as probably the biggest uh, threat for her in, in that draw. Mm -hmm. um, maybe Von Drusova as well could could make it like really really tough. Um, I think she she probably will get through um, her draw like Burrell and uh, Tom Lianovic, um or Martic. I think she can she can take care of those two, um, <clears throat> but yeah, 
yeah. has a 3-0 losing head-to-head. And it's, it's a third round that she'd be playing Azarenka in. Um, yeah. Yeah. I do have a Von Trusha for an upset alert, which is weird because I've got her as number seven on my power ranking, but I made it before I saw how out of form she was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've got her on upset alert. I think she's going to make third round, um, but I could see her getting upset from that point. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Azarenka um, against... Um, I guess Ostapenko would be a third round match. And yeah. given how tight and uh, fiery that Brisbane match was, I think a lot of people will be up for that rematch. Yeah, exactly. I think Azarenka is always a fighter. She's been uh, trying to get to, you know, some of her best uh, level, like for a while now, like she's re- she's reached only the US Open final lately. It was her, her biggest result. I guess you won a 1000 at some point. Uh, I forget exactly like what was her some what, of her biggest results, but um, Cincinnati, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, she won Cincinnati in twenty twenty, yeah, yeah, by but, default from Osaka, by default from Osaka, um, but yeah, and she's also got a good history in Australia, and obviously a two time champ from twelve and two thousand twelve two thousand thirteen, um, so I, so I would tend to. Exactly, yeah. So I would tend to say maybe the for the um, quarter finalist is going to come between one of those two. Whoever wins that third round, I think, is going all the way to the quarters. Um, they would they would be the favorite on paper for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, that that would be one of my two picks. Um, I would tend to go with uh, Ostapenko, but it's it's never easy. <laughs> so I think yeah. the problem with Ostapenko is on paper she can beat every anyone. Exactly. <laughs> But she doesn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. On any day, she could wake up and lose to anyone. Yeah, and that's, that's the, the thing. That's the problem. Like breathtaking player to watch, fantastic player to watch. Um, but uh, yeah, just that reliability. So I would have her chance of making the quarterfinals fifty-fifty. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you say that like, uh, you know, Beryl. I don't expect her to be a problem, but I could see. Martic or Tomjanovic frustrating her enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In I, I just yeah, I I I see that, but like it's just that the Ostapenko sometimes she has a very high degree of self-belief. So I think that she would find herself maybe annoyed of losing if she, mm-hmm. if this happens. So I think she would pick up her level. That's my only my only thing. Maybe overall with time, um I don't know if fitness is a concern. Doesn't really seem to be much of a concern, but you know, maybe if she plays too many like grueling matches, you know, any player really would come down. Um, but I don't think that's gonna. I think I think early rounds. I'm I'm not I'm not seeing this as much of an issue. Although it could be, I I do think that she wouldn't really want to, you know, not be focused at a Grand Slam level to win at least a couple matches. Yeah, I I think there's a good chance of it. I think let's let's be honest, and let's face it. You know, I've not seen her this consistently, but she's gone deep in two consecutive tournaments for a while, <laughs> like back to back weeks. So hey, why not? I mean, uh, someone in the chat saying that you know going deep in in Adelaide might be a concern. I I tend to agree. It's very rare for somebody who goes deep in the in tournaments the week before to go super far in Australia um, mm-hmm. or any Grand Slam. Like, uh, but usually Australia because of the heat and everything um like the conditions are, are quite sapping uh yeah i could see exhaustion maybe catching up by fourth round 
Um, I would apply that to Casacchina as well in the final, Mertens and Navarro who are in the um, other final in Hobart. Um, but also we've seen scenarios where it's not affected people too much, but the winner of the title rarely comes from from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right, so we've we've talked a lot about Shvion- well, we talked a bit about Shviontek and then we're talking more about Ostapenko, but that is the 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 paradox of Ostapenko. So so far we're both in agreement that we're expecting Shviontek to make the quarterfinals. If Ostapenko's there, she's in trouble. Um what about number three seed, Elena Rabakina? Um who is in Shviontek's half. We've talked about her having a tough first round with Pushkova, which we would expect it to come through, but Pushkova could decide to cause her problems um, and and upset her. If Rebecca avoids the upset, how do you see her draw progressing past that point? Do you think she's going to make the semis? Um, oh, the semis. Well, say quarters. <laughs> if you yeah. want to go same with Eager. Yeah, let's just I'll stick to the quarters right now. But I feel like... Um... I think it could be uh, more or less smooth sailing, um, if, especially I feel like if she comes to like maybe a. Suppose that I I can see her match going in like a, some sort of formal like a seven six six three or six two, <clears throat> and um, against Pliskova, um, I think Pliskova is still like a person a, a player who um, wants to do well and uh, believes in her serve. It's not necessarily the most. Um, the player with the most variety, and I think uh, Rabakina is just playing far too well right now. So I think it could be down to whether Pliskova can hold a bit, uh, hold her serve throughout, um, and maybe take advantage of like most of the time how low uh, the percentage of Rabakina's first serve is, uh, or she would want it to be. So if she can take advantage of that, maybe we could see maybe a tiebreaker. But I do think that it's. One a match like this uh, should put her like into kind of like into a groove in Melbourne, and I think it should be mo- more or less smooth sailing from there. I don't really see many players who um, can truly um, trouble her. Although Kazakina did play a superb match against uh, Rubakina back in Montreal last year, it was a match that started at 11, p- uh, 11 p.m. and finished at 3 a.m. But still, <laughs> um, it's a uh, those things it's a it's tough to tough to tell like well, how how they're gonna unfold um but i don't know i feel like i would i would still pick um Rebecca, maybe losing a few sets here and there but still making it to the quarterfinals um yeah Rebecca, quarterfinals um yeah okay so back i mean like i'm looking at her potential draw um yeah i think her second round against i if she gets past pleshkova Books or a Blinketha, she should win both of those comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, Paulini in round three. Um, Paulini's a big hitter, may have got a confidence boost from United Cup. Could see her <clears throat> may, like maybe causing problems, but I don't think she takes more than a set off Rabakina. You're right, Kasakin is the one in the fourth round that might be a real struggle, um, given how they played in Canada before. And it, that again depends on Rabakina's first serve, though, because Rabakina's first serve's working then she is going to get past Kasakina. But I'm fairly confident Kasakina is making the fourth round because I'm looking at Kasakina's section. She's got a fairly soft section. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would imagine Kasakina is making fourth round unless exhaustion from Adelaide catches up with her. 
Um, so uh, maybe that's pretty open. So yeah, I'd agree with you. On balance, Rabakina gets there. Might be a couple of tricky opponents who take a set offer. Um, mm -hmm. But um, upset possibility, but not highly likely. Yeah. And yeah, on the other few notions that I put there, obviously, like let's we, we can't really forget um um slow and Stevens who could hit a purple patch and start playing extremely well, though she's a little bit far from uh from Rabakina. She's up in the into the fourth round. Um and then we have all the way in the on the on the other side of uh this section, Emirato Kanu and Sarana Kirstea. Um, who are players who obviously Emirato is a US Open champion. Um, it, it depends on like which type of form she's in, mostly depending on her fitness. Uh, and Serena Kirstea is one of those players that can kind of like just hit a good tournament if, every so often. But I, yeah, it's just kind of like my wild cards and just kind of like players to watch in the with the corner of an eye, just in a sense. Stevens would be a potential fourth round opponent for Rabakina. Mm -hmm. Um, Castea Raducanu would be quarterfinals, quarterfinals yeah. if they can get through someone like Jean Chin Wen, yeah, who I think is a lot of people's dark horse this tournament. True. Um, she she didn't quite make the top 10 in my power rankings, but it seems to be making other people's Mars and Viola. Um, and the other option, and basically, I think it's between Jung and Pagula who makes the quarterfinal against Rabakina. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pigula, it's a it's a tough tough ask. I, I mean, if she does make it to the quarterfinals, which she should uh, on paper. Yeah, in on paper, yes. But at the same time, I it's, it's the same thing about like the the quarterfinals uh, barrier that she cannot really cross uh, right now. So mm -hmm. it remains to be seen, like whether she can she can make it past um, Rybakina uh, if she makes it to the quarters. I uh, don't really think so. I think. I think it's going to be Rabakina. People are uh, also mentioning Ju in there, which is interesting player as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a threat. I mean, obviously, she likes it in this part of the world. Um, mm -hmm. Very, very familiar with the kind of conditions. Um, obviously, a lot of fun uh, player, really good personality. Um, I think even Ju in good form. I think Ju would have to be playing very, very well to upset Pakula in round three. Mm -hmm. um, I think I don't see Pagula losing before round three, and I think she probably beats Zhu. I think the big threat for Pagula is going to be Zhang in round four. If Zhang gets that far, obviously, because Zhang yeah. took Kruger in round one. If Kruger plays, hits a purple patch, maybe. Bolter, similar situation. We'd yeah. have to hit a purple patch. Um, Castea, Raducanu in round three um, for Zhang. I think both players are not quite in the form enough to beat her. So, yeah, I think Xiong Pagula is very likely for a fourth round. And mm -hmm. I actually think Xiong's going to pull off the upset. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that Zhang should watch out, especially for Bolter right now, just because like she's been playing really well, like just over this past couple of weeks. So uh, it's a player who and could potentially just be feeling very, yeah. very well and just be able to, you know, just trouble her. So it's just the types of player to like really be careful with, um, especially when you got them so early in the tournament. That's plausible. I think Bolt is a plausible upset mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and if Bolter did upset Jung, then gosh, that's a fourth round on the cards potentially. 
Yeah. Radu Kani's got something to say about. Oh gosh, now I've got all the British tennis fans wanting a bolt of Radu Kani around three. That's very true. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's just going to be the dream. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the only, our only hope for getting a break into the round second week of the Australian Open in either men's or the women's singles. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so that's Rabakana. Um, mm-hmm. Let's keep going down the draw in order. Um, agreeing with uh, producer there, Radicano is a dark horse. I think a question is just fitness and how her body lasts through the tournament. Um, but I would love to see it. I would love to see her hit the ground running and be like, hey, I'm back. I could uh, see a third round, yeah. <laughs> yeah. get a third. I mean, third round is definitely makeable. I have a losing to Castell in round two, but I also think that that is a very winnable match for Radicano. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not entirely sure that's the dark horse she wants to be, but never mind. Um, uh, and then, yeah, Radu- and then, yeah, Zhang. I-, I would be interested to see how she dealt with someone like Zhang or Bolter in round three. Bolter would probably be the one she'd prefer because that's a p- bit more of a winnable one mm-hmm. uh, than Zhang. Uh, but yeah, so number four seed, Coco Goff. Uh, yeah, what are you making about Goff's draw? How confident are you about her reaching the quarterfinals? I'm fairly comfortable with her reaching the quarterfinals. Um, just based on her form and just like how well she's been like progressing and just really just how quick her progression was, like especially like second half of last year, like it was super, super fast. And she's she's in your power rankings as number four. Four, yeah. yeah. There she is. And uh, I think that's a really good way to put her there. Uh, and I think she believes that she belongs in there. I don't think she wants to um to be at least she wants to be at least in the second week in the tournament there's no way she doesn't want to reach at least like a, qu- a fourth round or quarterfinals um especially after such a good campaign in the u.s last year um so i think coco Gauff is definitely going to own her section of the draw um I th- I could see maybe um, obviously we have Osaka in here and the uh, Osaka and Garcia in the fourth round path. We have Leila Fernandez into the third round, which could be very interesting uh, matches. Um, we we'll, we need to see like what happens, uh, which if everybody gets there as well, um, especially for Fernandez. Um, one player that's here that is kind of always a bit of like a wild uh, a wild card, like a is is um alicia parks <laughs> so she's she chooses to put all her balls in play and just hits as flat as always and i do think it could be a bit troublesome for fernandez but if she can get there i do think it's going to be a re- really really interesting match between her and, and and golf i would see i would i would i would tend to think that golf is definitely going to to win this match but you never really know i think fernandez is also as you said like going good on good momentum but <clears throat> yeah, I do. Say, I would say Goff makes it to the fourth, and Fernandez stops at the third round. Um, I mean, that's what I've got as well. Yeah. What I will say is, I really, really want that match to happen because that's going to be such a dynamic match. That kind of defense and counter punching from both um, athleticism would be incredible. Um, I think that would have to be a fourth round, uh, like a, a night match, um, and yeah, that would be. I, I I really really want that to happen because I just think that would be an amazing spectacle. Yeah, I think it would be like it's one of those types of matches that I can't see being something around like either six two six two or like 
seven six four six seven six like it's 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 an it could be either like an absolute epic or fernandez doesn't really show up uh and golf can dominate it but who knows uh yeah i'm really excited about it but this is definitely like in terms of like the actual quarter section um probably one of the most packed ones i would say it's got some really big names in here yeah i mean yeah you talk about like i've talked about like golf making uh before we get to sort of golf's opponent in the quarters i mean mm-hmm. you touched on the last 16 like it could be yeah you're right it could be naomi osaka it could be caroline garcia which is how the seeding would fall mm-hmm. it could be anastasia potapova um like it's a fairly open close fourth battle to get to that fourth round um but i would be interested in um I would be interested to see which it was. I think I'd back Goff to win against all of those people in the fourth. Um, but that would be a competitive one. Obviously, the one that's going to be the one the organizers want is Osaka Goff, if anything, because it's a repeat of that. Was it 2020 match uh, they played in the third round and Goff so, won it? Either 2020 or 2021. I think it was 2020. It was Osaka <clears throat> won in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So he was most seven in 2020. Yeah. So yeah, 2020 third round, and uh, yeah, I remember Goff making huge headlines for beating Osaka, and then obviously losing to eventual champion Sophia Kennan in the following match. Uh, so yeah, I think, I, I, and I'd be curious. I think that would be where Osaka's journey would end, probably. Um, I think this slams too soon for her to start winning it. But if this was the U.S. Open, I would be calling that an upset alert. Mm. <laughs> On uh, Osaka versus Goff. Yeah, or, if it was U.S. Open and Goff had a season under her belt, mm, yeah, I could, I could see that, but not now, not yeah. this year, not now, not, yeah, not the Australian Open. I mean, it's it's so hard to tell. Like we only had like a uh, sample size of two matches for uh, Osaka right now, yeah. three three matches tops, uh, I believe. I don't remember how far she got, but uh, two matches. Yeah, two she matches, beat yeah. Patch in round one in straight sets, and then that three sets. Yeah. So she could have won. Yeah. So it's it's hard to say. It's not like I don't think her body is an issue. I think fitness is just a matter of like maybe match fitness, but not necessarily just because I think I think she's too young to be suffering like to from like uh, more than just you know just rustiness. Um, so who knows? I could if Osaka shows up and beats uh, Garcia, I think we could start believing. <laughs> to be to be perfectly honest, she's a two time champion in Australia. Uh, we know how bigger game can be um so whoever shows up in the first round i think that's going to be the answer yeah who makes the fourth round yeah yeah i agree mm-hmm. i agree i think that's what's gonna happen i think because if garcia wins that one i'm gonna give her a lot of confidence yeah um okay so yeah, you talk about packed quarter um obviously goff is seeded to play uh maria sakari yeah um Obviously, we know what Sakari's recent history is with with slams. Um, she's got Hibino in round one. That would be a bit of a disaster if she lost to Hibino. No offense to Hibino, but I think Sakari should win that. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a lot of experience. Um, Avanesian or um, Bai in round two. That could be been asking, particularly if it's an Avanesian friend mm-hmm. of the show. Um, John interviewed her um, in Berlin this year nice. or last year. Um, or um, 
and this is just to get to the Sakari just to get to the fourth round, or Elise Mertens in round three. And we know what Elise Mertens is like in round three. <laughs> or was it round two she wasn't beaten in? There was a round of a Grand Slam like she went a long time without <clears> losing. <throat> um, <throat> maybe it's round two, not round three. But yeah, Mertens, I think, could be a definite danger for Maria Sakari. And then we're like, well, who else is in that mix? Suddenly then you're looking on the other side and you're looking at, I don't know if Magda Lynette can get this far again. I think she she had a good run last year. Caroline Wozniacki, maybe another Grand Slam fourth round. Mm-hmm. But the one I'm really looking at is Beatrice Haddad Meyer. Yeah. And I think, you know, we mentioned her earlier. I think Haddad Meyer. Um, oh, by the way, yeah, you're, you'll actually know the answer to this. So I've heard Renee Stubbs pronounce her name Haddad Meyer. Is that correct? It's not incorrect. It's just like it's, it's, it's an accent thing. So, for example, if it's as if like instead of saying Nick Carter, I say like how however you say your your last name, uh, Carter. Yeah, it's just an accent. It's as if it's as if you told me that me saying Nick Carter is wrong. <laughs> it's, it's like it's not. It's just an accent thing. So you can say Haddad Maya. Like it's 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 okay. Like it's it's just because of where she's from. Um, she will in Brazil. Like we don't have lingering consonants in the end unless it's an R or an S. So if uh, a sentence ends, if a word like her, like Haddad, my ends in a in a D, we'll automatically kind of like add another vowel at the end. So it would be like Haddad Jemaya. Okay. So that's that that's sense. basically the reason why. But like it's just how she pronounces it based on accent. It's not I mean, it's not I a wrong or right thing. I've not listened to Haddad Maya's WTA profile, like where she pronounced her name, so I have to go and check it. That's just how I've heard Renee Stubbs pronounce it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Haddad Meyer, Haddad Meyer, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah. I think she's Goff's most likely quarterfinal opponent. Mm. Yeah, I think so too. Which is going against my power ranking because I also put Sakharit number eight, but had I just because Haddad Meyer hasn't made last 16 before, and like power ranking is obviously based on. Who do I think was more likely to win the tournament? Um, mm. I expected them to be in the same section. So, um, yeah. yeah. And obviously, her form's sketchy. So, I don't know whose form's sketchier, hers or Sakari's. Uh, who's um, Haddad Maya or Sakari's? Or... Yeah. Oh, man. I do I do tend to think that Haddad Maya is playing a bit better than Sakari. I think. I think just like overall consistency, she she's just like, I think it's a slightly better. Like I, I think I, I know how to expect more from her than what I do from Sakari. Um, and yeah. I don't know. I feel like Sakari could just basically get an upset at basically any point, uh, which is weird. But um... Jean, to answer your question, Haddad Myers draw. So she's got Linda Fravitifer in round one, yeah. which we marked as one that's worth watching um she's then potentially got either alina corniva or the junior champion from last year or a rematch with sarah cerebez tormo like two weeks after the united cup and obviously that could be a marathon round three you're looking at most likely vosniaki or lynette i would go with vosniaki and then round four would be Sakari or mertens um mm. Probably, yeah. Uh, you don't see Kostyuk, maybe Kostyuk. Like I could see it happening. I just don't think Kostyuk's consistent enough for me to back mm-hmm. it. Yeah, 
yeah well, it, could it could be for Vitova, and she just like she's made a grand she made an indian wells fourth round before she could upset yeah. had and make her way into the fourth round and suddenly it's a whole different conversation yeah and it's it's a, a bit of a tough session of the draw in which like i don't think anybody here is particularly you know strong in the sense that like they're they're obviously like all very strong but like they're in in terms of like current history and current momentum and other tournaments Haddad Maya and, and Sakri had good endings for their seasons last last year, but um, I it's kind of a bit, a bit up in the air, I would say, in this one. But yeah. I would say that I would be a bit surprised if I saw um, Sakri making it past um, the quarterfinals. Yeah, past the quarterfinals or to the quarterfinals. Pa past it, yeah. Yeah, same. I mean, to be yeah. honest, I think looking at this section, thinking about it, mm. I think out of the three we've done so far, the three top seeds, Goff is probably the one I'm most confident about getting to the semis. Me too, yeah. Well, maybe apart from the next one we're going to do. Um, the, um, I think someone else in the chat, Mertens, Mertens former semi-finalist in Australia, maybe she could sneak it to the quarters? yeah. I don't want to rule her out, but that yeah. is hard to back because she does seem to have a ceiling. Hmm. I mean, it, here's the but thing, right? Yeah. It, it's the the idea here for me is I do think that Sakri and Hadaj Maya can get too conservative and too like pushy in terms of her their games. So that's a moment where I think Mertens can make uh, can make it happen. So that's, I think, one of the big things to, to try and like see like what's happening um, during their matches. Is is Sakuri just kind of barely making it through? Is is Hadachima just barely making it through her matches, or are they really just dominating the proceedings and just winning? Um, because they're also both capable of doing that. So um, if if the former is true, I can see by all means Mertens could make it <laughs> to the quarterfinals. Yeah, I, I, I think it's plausible. I think it's plausible. Look, she, uh, as I said, she's done it before. Um, she's a competitive player and she's in the section of the draw where she's it's doable for her. All right, so Arena Sabalenka, number two seed, defending champion, probably has the softest draw out of the top four. Hmm. She's got Seidel, um, the 18-year-old um, from Germany, um, in the first round qualifier in round one. Uh, round two would be either Anna Bogdan or Brenda Fravitova, the sister of Linda, 16-year-old, and it's like her second, the third Grand Slam draw. Probably in round three, if you go by seeding, um, Lacey Sirenko, um, most likely, Masarov and Sasovic, possibly, like a really open section. Um, and then round four, um, you're looking at... Um, uh, you're looking at players like uh, Samsonova, Anna Simova. Um, Samsonova by seeding. Anna Simova is obviously upset alert. Uh, Pavlychenkova or Vekic. Um, that would that's quite a contested section to get to the fourth round. But I out I don't see any of those upsetting Sabalenka. To be mm. honest. Um, I think Sabalenka is a fairly I'm. Whereas Goff, you've got that question of if Fernandez plays well in round three, she could pull off the upset. Sabalenka, there isn't any of that concerns with any of potential opponents. 
Um, not before the fourth round, at the very least. Um, I think it, it, there is a there is something to be said about whether Samsonova is is is, is she here? Yeah, Samsonova plays well. Um, I think that's a possible thing to happen. Uh, but even still, like I feel like it's uh it's it's definitely all of these matches are in Sabalenka's bracket for sure up until the 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 quarter her quarterfinals. Quarterfinals, yeah, yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> quarterfinals is interesting because. Like whoever she plays there, I think the only person the okay, her quarterfinals probably gonna be um by seeding Jabur or Krajikova. Both of whom neither of whom really well, Jabur hasn't done a warm-up. Krajikova played Adelaide and lost her first match. You've got Mira Andreva in there, but she's not beaten the top ten player yet. And I don't know if Jabur is the player she would beat as her first one. Um, I feel like Jabir might have a bit too much for her at this stage in her career. Um, and then you've got you've got Wang Jinyu, um, Ale- Ekaterina Alexandrova might make it. I could see Alexandrova maybe putting something together, but she's only just made a second week for the first time in her career. In um, which which Sam was it? Was it Wimbledon or the? He might have been Wimbledon um, or the U.S. Open. Um, so. I think the only person from that section who I could see Sabalenka having trouble with in a quarterfinal would be Onshabur. And on a hard court, that's not likely. Mm. Well, not as likely, I should say, actually, because Jabir is a fantastic player. So she could definitely be Sabalenka, but I think it'd be harder for her to do that on a hard court compared to a grass or clay court. Yeah. Um, yeah, Alexandrova made it to the fourth round in Wimbledon last Fort year. Wimbledon, yeah. Yeah. And Jabur has been to the quarterfinal of the Australian Open last time in 2020. So, yeah. Um, wait. Yeah. So, yeah. 2020 was the last time Jabur made a quarterfinals of the Australian year. Yeah. And obviously, recent, like, she's a US Open finals player. She's, she's not bad on hard courts. I think she's yeah. good on hard courts. I think people often rule her out. <laughs> yeah. But, it, yeah, it's it's definitely, um, I guess, from, from that section of the draw, uh Nobody's looking as strong, I guess, as Sabalenka in the entire um, quarter. So it's definitely going to... We will definitely have to see what um, Jabber can come up with uh, and Krichikova as well. Like, how how are they going to work on their form going into Melbourne? Is there going to be a difference? Is, is they going to play uh, better? Is, is Jabber going to like get back to her level of confidence and her level of um, um, fitness? Um, yeah, she played well last year, uh, but we'll see like how does that translate into the Grand Slam uh, um, arena. So who knows? And uh, Krejcikova, yeah, it's been a while that she hasn't kind of been up and down, mostly down and up. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's all in a way just kind of like how the Kokogov one is, like but it's even leaning stronger even to the Sabalenka side. I feel like Sabalenka is definitely the one that's like. Yeah the more, you know, consistent out of all these. I can see a world where Krajikova suddenly turns it on, makes the quarterfinals and upsets Sabalenka. There is a universe where that happens. Um, Just because obviously she did that in um, Dubai last year in the 1000. Um, So it's it's plausible. um, And she's a Grand Sub champion. She could totally do it. And then she'd like, hey, remember me? Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think we just talk about the likelihood of that happening. But, you know, tennis is a funny sport where someone could just turn it on at any given moment. Yeah. How do you see a Palabadosa? Um, I mean, she she starts off, she, she lost her opening match. She lost her match in Adelaide and she didn't look yeah. in. I didn't see the match. I didn't hear things like she was injured or anything like that. Uh, Badosa maybe, but she's in the mix with Townsend, who was also, I think, a contender maybe to make fourth round. Mm-hmm. Um, she's playing Townsend in round one, which is another first round match I would really want to see. And I think Townsend's just won a doubles title. She's uh, confident. Badosa's still coming back. I think right now, Badosa's losing to Townsend. If the, if we're talking like an Indian Wells first round, where Badosa's maybe got a couple of match wins under her belt, different story. Um, but you know, either that or she surprises all of us and is like, hey, I'm back, but I'm not sure that's likely right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to call. She's got the ability to. Yeah, we'll see. I think it's uh, it's all those players coming back and just kind of like trying to get in the groove as well. Like it's a bit in a way like how I see uh, Sviantek and Rybakina and even Goff is just like how they're just... They're, they're just too much. They're just too established at the moment for, you know, for for me to see something like this happen. I think there's always a chance that somebody will catch fire. Um, there's a lot of really great players in the WTA. Uh, so it, it, it might happen, especially in a, four, in a best of three format. Um, if you can run away with it in two sets, it's less, um, less time for your opponent to uh, uh, mount a comeback. But yeah, I do think that at the moment, all of these uh, women are just kind of really too hungry and uh, too too good for it. <laughs> I mean, look, let's face it, everyone in this draw is damn good. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, gone are the days where half the draw could win the title, but the depth in the WTA field is amazing. And I think there's going to be popcorn matches from start to finish uh, throughout the whole tournament. Um. I think we're going to do crystal ball time, end of the tournament. So we've obviously talked about what we think, our, how we think the quarterfiles are going to match up. We think all of the top four seats are going to make the quarters. Um, I think you haven't nailed, necessarily nailed your colors to Mars on who they're going to be playing, whereas I have. I think you've got Sviantek, Ostapenko as one yeah. of them. Rebecca, I think I remember saying I, who I thought. I'm not sure who you thought, but... Um, who do you think Rebecca Nagoff and Sabalenka will be playing? Uh, the quarters. I think Shvantec's going to be playing uh, Stepenko in the quarters. Yeah. I think Rebecca, yeah. yeah, will be playing. I think she's going to be playing Zhang in the quarters. I think Zhang's going to make it in Apagula. Um, uh, Goff. Oh. It's probably the toughest one right now to pick. Yeah, um, very open. Yeah, but I think I think Hadajimaya is going to make it to the quarters as well. Um, and um, Sabalenka... Sabalenka's opponent is hard. Yeah. I'll probably put... Um, this is going to go like on the crystal ball style and just like Krichikova. I think Krichikova is going to make it to the quarters. Okay. I, so you, yeah, you, I'm very similar to you. We've got mm. six out of the eight, same. So I've basically, for, for I've actually made a spreadsheet and I've 
track the draw and how I think it's going to go so I can plug it into TNS later for our predictions, mm. um, which I don't know if you're on, but you're welcome to join in. Um, so I have Rebecca Najong. I have Hadad Goff. I have Jabur playing Sabalenka in the quarters. I've gone massively left field for quarterfinal opponent for Sviantec. I've gone with Emma. I've gone with Emma Navarro. Emma Navarro, wow, that's definitely a definitely unexpected. Uh, well, I thought Navarro's looking good. She's kind of rocketed her way up the rankings. She's made the final in Hobart, um, mm. which might play against her down the line. I don't know, um, but she's in form. She's got a tough opener against Wang Ju, so obviously she could lose that. Um, but if she does get through it, I could see her upsetting Von Drosheva. And yeah. then I think I put Navarro there because I'm two fifty fifty on Goff making um, the not Goff Ostapenko making the quarters. Hmm. Azarenka again similar situation. So I'm like, well, who who am I more like? Who's likely to put off the upset? Navarro. So yeah, I've decided to put. I've decided that that's going to be out my out on a limb. I'm willing to look like an idiot on this one. This is and the one that yeah. This is the one that you pick, and if if it is right, it's gonna score more points than anybody on the draw. Yeah, like hey, call it. Yeah. Gosh, I think I might win the thing if I put Navarro in the quarterfinals, and I'm right. <laughs> might as well. Yeah, for, for the competition's perspective, but I think it's plausible. Yeah, yeah. Anything can happen. I mean, um, there's there's always. I think especially in, in women's tennis, like when you look up to the semifinals, there's always somebody who is not in, well, not always, but very often there's somebody who's not in, uh, in a top 10 seed. Very, very often you're going to have like somebody uh, 16th or like literally um, 20s in the 20s in the seeds. So yeah, she could okay. be one of them. <laughs> so we've obviously gone different things, different directions, but more or less similar. And I think the outcomes are going to be similar. How yeah. likely do you think it's going to be it's a top four lockout in the semis? Unlikely, I'd say. I feel like every time, yeah, like, yeah, top four is very strong. But even when you look at like, um, and not to make too many comparisons as well, uh, but even if you look at like the um, top four between Djokovic, Murray, Nadal, Federer, that, that didn't happen that often even. And yeah. those are like, the guys and in in our heads it definitely happened a lot more often than it did so even though they're playing really well right now i still think that um this top four is still more prone for upsets and i think particularly the semifinals i would say that Sviantec is not going to be there <laughs> so you think Sviantec? so the three out of the four are going to make it and the one who doesn't is Sviantec. yeah okay by the way um Ashley has said that she think in the chat is, is backing Ella Seidel as her dark horse, um, who she's playing Sabalenka in her opening round as 18-year-old German qualifier. I mean, if this is a time to like assert to announce yourself as a contender, hmm. that's one way of doing it. I've not watched her yeah. play before, but I did see a like a nice lob she played in her final qualifying match. So yeah. And yeah, uh, Miles said this is the strongest top four major that I can remember, and yeah, it's definitely true. It's these 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 women are insanely talented, <laughs> and that's why I'm kind of going for a 
top four lockout because whilst I agree with you that um, it's unlikely because you're right, it didn't happen on the men's side when we had a locked out big four with Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, Murray 10 years ago. Um, but um, I would, I think the only, I, I will probably put them, predict it because whilst there's lots of potential players who could upset it, there's no one out there that I'm like, that's definitely going to be an upset. Mm -hmm. Or I'm, I'm more than 40% confident there's going to be an upset. Yeah. 30, 40, even 30%. Yeah. Um, I would agree with you on Ostapenko. If it is Iga versus Ostapenko, that's going to be nerve wracking for Iga fans. Uh, especially since, you know, the conditions will probably suit Ostapenko. I think Iga's playing well enough that she could just go, nah, I'm not losing fifth time. No one beats Iga Shviontek five times in a row. Um, but uh, I, uh, I, but I just don't think Ostapenko is making it that far, which is why mm. um, I'm willing, more willing to go top four lockout at this slam. Um, I probably will be less reluctant to predict that at Roland Garros or Wimbledon, mm. um, but here at the Australian Open in 2020 for beginning of the year, uh, I'm going to call top four lockout because I think that's more likely based on their draws. Yeah. I think just based on sheer uh, number of matches, yeah. it's, I, <laughs> yeah. I would say it's more likely than not that one of them is is not there. But but then it's picking which one isn't going to make it. and you know, That one, that's the hard part. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the problem. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, well, now I kind of have to pick it because I have to predict someone's going to lose. Um, I mean, the only other one I could think of is maybe Jung upsets Rebecca. I think that could happen. Yeah. I, looking mm -hmm. at it going, actually, no, that could happen. Yeah. Again, it's always, it's always so hard for me to predict when <laughs> Rebecca is playing well or not. So it's, it's, it's just, I think she can, I think she's going to be there, but uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I want to be shell shocked if she ended up losing. Rubakina. Yeah, Rubakina. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess then, if you think so, you're it's probably on bats of probability. Ostapenko, Rubakina, mm -hmm. Goff, Sabalenka in the semis. Um, Ostapenko, Rubakina. I think Rubakina heavily favors that head to head. Yeah. Yeah. If it's Ostapenko, Jung, that would be interesting. I think that oh, could yeah. go either way. That would be really interesting. Could you imagine Zhang in like in a in a final of a Grand Slam right now? <laughs> and who would she play? I think Goff makes a a consecutive Slam uh, finals. <laughs> so do I. I think mm -hmm. I think if Goff Sabalenka play each other, um, Sabalenka ha will have to, won't have been challenged enough. Goff will have been challenged, and I think Goff's confident. And obviously, Sabalenka seems to have this fifth match slash semi-final problem against the big players right now mm -hmm. once you can reverse but we're going to follow the current trend goff i agree with you goff wins it um so are we saying it's goff rebacana i'm i'm saying rebacana goff yeah in the yeah, final and i think rebacana wins the the title <laughs> they haven't played just since 2022 well it's the first a second time, I guess, for everything. I don't know what's the head to head, but wow, yeah, it, it's gonna happen. It, they're bound that, to happen. 
that's potentially the most interesting final because that's the least predictable option. Um, Rebecca Nagoff. I would watch that. I think that would be a good one. I've gone with Shviontek Goff final. Shviontek to win it. Um, Gosh, Shviontek? Yeah. Nice. Uh, but I will say this. If Shviontek doesn't win it, I think Rebakan is the one I most want to win it. Because mm. then you've got... Um, yeah, she's kind of thrown herself back in the mix as a recent slam champion. Um, and I think when she's playing well and she's a contender, uh, that's really, really good fun to watch. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I agree. I, 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 w- I would be up for a back in a title, to be honest. Um, I think it's a shame that she and Shiviantek are in the same half of the draw. Mm. Um, but I would, I would live with her back at the title. I don't yeah. Think yeah, it's been a while that she's been uh, now a few Grand Slams now that she's won her first at Wimbledon. Um, and I think it could see her winning a Grand Slam that um, pays off this time, you know, like with ranking points. Because mm-hmm. um, the Wimbledon one didn't, wasn't worth anything in that regard. But yeah, I think um, it would be really good for her to have a, a Grand Slam that is fully... Uh, I mean, I guess like fully, you know, drawed out, like with everybody in and uh, awarding full ranking points, everything. It's and she got really close last year as well, like against Sabalenka. So, oh yeah. So, I I want to see. I think yeah, if she got close, I think there's a there's a bit of a story there of just missing out and then getting it again. Although we've seen a lot of Sam finalists who don't quite turn yeah. that around, but I would like to see that for Elena. Um, if we go for the wilder option. Who do you think wins a Zhang Chinwen Coco Goff final? Coco I think Goff. I think I know the answer. Yeah, Coco yeah. Goff experience. Yeah. I think I think Coco would be just she's been there, she's been on top for so long. If Zhang is a surprise finalist, I think Goff is at the very least gonna try to at least just like, hey, let's let's see what you can do and just kind of go on lockdown mode and just wait for Zhang to like make her errors and just like beat herself down in that final yeah. just because of sheer pressure and everything. So I don't think that, and if Zhang is playing lights out, I think Shantek uh, Goff can uh, raise her game and, and match it. Um, yeah. And it's probably going to wear out eventually. I don't think the fire is going to be there the entire time. So um, I think it's, it's um, a very, very low chance that Zhang beats um, any of these, these women in the finals. So, yeah. I, I think I've got John on board on the Emma Navarro train. Um, seems to be uh, saying that she might. Uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I don't, you know, she's her first time in Australia. Weird things have happened. We've seen Emma Raducanu winning on her debut with a slam. Um, it's happened. I don't think it's that crazy. I mean, she's older than most, but she's uh, she's built up. But yeah, that would be a very out there result if Emma Navarro was to win it. Um, Emma Navarro, like I'm trying to think what the wildest possible final could be because I was about to joke about it being Zhang versus Krajikova because um, that would be a little bit out of nowhere, but they're both seeds. Um, Raducanu's in the top half of the draw. I was going to go with Navarro Raducanu, but I think they're both in the top half of the draw. It's Osaka Raducanu and two different sections. I think they are. Yeah, they're in different halves. Yeah. 
You would go with Raducanu Osaka as the wildest final. That would be very wild. But if you, if you really want to go super wild, just pick two qualifiers. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, um, you could just yeah pick two uh, two qualifiers. Fiona Farrow against Brenda Favitova. Wow. I don't know how how good that would be <laughs> to have these two in the finals. Like, Probably not the Grand Slam. No, uh, yeah. Raducanu Osaka. If they were both playing well, yes, please. Yeah. I think wild, but in the realm of the slightest possibility that you can possibly imagine, I think this one is the most possible and most wild that you could possibly imagine, in my opinion. I think that, yeah. 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 We're having uh, having some fun going for um, wild first round, Schneider versus Corpatch (laughs) final. if I'm Wong versus Katie Bolter. Miles has pointed out that Noshkova versus Bushkova is an interesting first round. Yeah, that's one I've got on I want to watch. Um, I'm backing Noshkova to make third round. Um, Siegmund Seidel or German final. Uh, uh, building on Germany's success at the United Cup. Uh, unless, of course, yeah. you want to have a proper kind of tie break for it, in which case you want... Germany, Italy, and and uh, Canada in the mix. Uh, right, we are going way off track, but yeah, that's uh, that's our Australian Open draw preview after about an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, so we've gone with slightly different title winners. Um, don't think either of us would be too surprised with if the other one got it right. Definitely wouldn't be surprised if Rebecca yeah. would win. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be slightly more surprised if Sviantek won. Me, um, I don't think so. I just think that. Uh, Spiontek's draw is, is hard enough, uh, and there's people, there's people, there's there's players in her draw that are like big enough that I wouldn't, that I'm just kind of raising the alert here, like just just to see that it could happen that she loses before then, before reaching the final. But if if she does get through the hurdles, I don't see why she wouldn't be able to win this tournament. Yeah. I, I would agree. I, that's the face I'm in. I think she will overcome the hurdles, but I mm. do. My first reaction to that draw was, oh no. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, so, uh, but we've, we've kind of got ourselves set. I'm, I definitely think we've got ourselves some really, really good um, uh, quarterfinals. I'm actually more excited by your projected quarterfinals than my own. Uh, Sviantek, Ostapenko, Rebecca Najong, Hadad Maya Goff, and Krajika for Sabalenka. Uh, hmm. one would be lineup very very watchable yeah. uh, all right well andre i hope you enjoy uh, the australian open hopefully you can watch as much of it as possible i think you'll be watching opposite matches to me you'll probably be watching all the day ones and i'll be watching all the night ones um, probably <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah i mean is there anything from day one you're particularly looking forward to watching um, to have a look. I just really want to see. Um, well, I really want to see uh, Fernandez <laughs> for sure. Oh um, yeah, the opener. I might stay up for that one actually. Yeah. Is if Hadajima is playing? Also, I want to. I want to watch her, but it look, doesn't look like it. So yeah. No, she's not playing yeah. tomorrow. Um, she's probably playing on uh, Monday. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see uh, Fernandez. Uh, if you're dropping about in the in the other matches like the men's as well, there's Sinner, um, Djokovic. I want to see like where is that, and obviously the Lynette Vosniaki match. I want to see where Vosniaki is at right now. 
in her with her level. Fosniaki's definitely a, a the big one for mm-hmm. Margaret Court Arena. I think I'm going to be watching Margaret Court Arena for yeah. the night session. Um, although might be worth keeping an eye on seeing what the cycle's like if Ashley's excited about them. Um, so, well, thanks for coming on, Andre. Uh, really appreciate you doing this. Let's do this again. Uh, yep. I would be up for that. Um, viewers, uh, we will do a full men's draw uh, breakdown. Uh, you'll be pleased to hear it won't involve me, uh, but it will involve your friendly ATP expert, um, especially on the Challenger Tour, Mr. Damien Koost, along with um, Tom Grant. So Damien and Tom are going to take you through a full uh, men's draw breakdown um, tomorrow at 1 p.m. GMT. Not going to work out all the different time zones because it's nearly midnight my time. Uh, gosh, I enjoyed that. Time's just flown with you, Andre. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Always exciting to be at the beginning of a Grand Slam. Yeah, always excited to be at the beginning. And then we'll be thrown right in the deep end of it. Um, so keep an eye. If you, if you are new to the channel, you have seen our subscriber count change a bit today. Um, you know, keep an eye on for our coverage of the Australian Open. Um, we will be bringing you plenty of um, live, live updates uh, throughout the two weeks. Um, we'll be watching along with it. Um, I will hopefully be on some of them. And... Uh, I'm looking forward to um, enjoying watching the tennis with all you love a lot. But until then, take care and keep talking tennis. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe and click that notification bell so you don't miss out on all things tennis. Podcast Network.